Hello and welcome to the DC Drop, where we talk all the news from this week in DC movies, TV, and comics. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Let's start off with a little bit of movie stuff, a small update on the Batman, Matt Reeves' Batman movie from Variety's Justin Kroll on Twitter. Just a minor nugget here, but he said, quote, hearing the script is still being polished up and that there's a possibility shooting begins at the top of 2020 instead of fall 2019, which means it'll probably still be a minute before we find out who the next Cape Crusader will be. Yeah, so a little bit later than we thought it was going to be, which is a little bit later than we originally thought it was going to be, which is a little bit later than we (laughs) first thought it was going to be. So yeah, it's been pushed back a few times, but uh, this is kind of standard fare for big films like this, especially when there's a lot of changes behind the scenes. Yeah, I we all expected Matt Reeves to take his time, and we he said it looked like maybe November to start filming. Uh, I, I want him to to take time and make great film. If you told me it would take almost three years from the time he signed on to start filming, I would have been surprised. I know he still wasn't done with the Apes until the middle of 2017, uh, but that's a long time. But hopefully, this is just a a slightly longer thing and won't affect the june 2021 release date Uh, i don't think there's any reason to expect that if he's just still tweaking and polishing um i don't know how much polish he has left but once that's done um whatever tweaks are being made then we will find out who batman will be and when they actually start filming this thing yeah and this uh, at least you know some of the things that that reeves has talked about you know this being a bit of a smaller story a more personal story noir driven I don't think like the visual effects afterwards are going to be quite as intense as some of the other superhero films. So even, you know, filming just at the beginning of 2020, having a year and a half total to get the film all wrapped up and completed to get that June 25th, 2021 release date doesn't seem unreasonable. Oh, absolutely. Say he starts filming in February and it's a five month shoot, 11 months of post-production should be easy for a guy coming off full motion capture apes movies. So I don't think that'll be an issue. Like you said, that's a good point. Uh, unless, of course, it just features ten different clay faces in the movie, clay faces in the movie, which I don't think we're going to be seeing. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think this will be heavy special effects. I mean, special effects will be important with the action and and everything that goes into a Batman movie, but no more so than uh, traditional superhero movies of the day. Yeah, very true. So, a bit of maybe news here: uh, Michael Rooker might be in talks to play King Shark in the Suicide Squad. He. Uh, a lot of people probably know him as Yandu in the Guardians of the Galaxy films. According to the rap, he was in talks. After that came out, he denied it on Instagram. He said, this is not true news. I am not cast in this movie. So whether this is a negotiating tactic or there was a poor source for the rap or maybe he was in talks to play King Shark and then he stepped away. I don't know. Uh, but he may or may not be in talks. According to him, he is not in talks. Yeah. I I like Michael Rooker. I I don't think I would be crushed if he doesn't end up being King Shark. I think a lot of different actors could do King Shark. It would be, it's cool, like James Gunn. It makes sense, like James Gunn would be reaching out to people he's worked with a lot before. Um, but yeah, I, I'm i not really sure either way. And it's not it's not a huge deal to me if he does or doesn't end up being King Shark. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a strong opinion either way. Like you said, I'm more interested in is if they're going to go with straight up a voice actor for this role or if whoever is cast is also going to be I'm assuming it's going to be a CG King Shark. I, they could go practical, I suppose, but I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a full CG character, in which case are they going to hire just a stunt person to do motion capture and then have a voice, or are they going to cast someone to do both? Uh, I don't know. Uh, with someone like Rooker, you'd think he would just be doing the voice, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, we, we, this is, I guess, close to confirmation that King Shark is going to be in it. Yeah, I guess that, that was the coolest thing I took from this is 
I want to see King Shark, and this is pretty good, pretty good intel that we are going to see King Shark. Agreed. Next up, Jason Momoa talked about the Aquaman sequel just a little bit. He appeared on the Ellen Show and talked to her. Uh, he said he's he's passionate to do the Aquaman sequel because it's all on Earth, combining land and sea, and there's no outside alien destroying Earth. It's us. So it, it seems like they're going to lean into the, you know, like. Uh, they did a little, covered it a little bit in the first movie, kind of the in- environmental impact that the land dwellers have on the sea. Um, so I'm interested to see what what they're going to do to make like an actual big existential threat against the planet. Yeah, absolutely. This was a little confusing with the way he said it because it almost sounds like he's describing the first film right. as well because that was all on Earth combining land and sea as well. But does that mean we're going to see a little bit more? Now maybe Atlantis is out there and exposed. We saw some hints towards that in the credit scene that maybe atlantis is more exposed and so maybe we'll see how the surface world reacts to the revelation of atlantis and and how that all fits in and how they might fight back or anything like that yeah and it sounds like maybe they're setting up some sort of thing where either atlanteans or earth dwellers land dwellers are going to try to like harness some energy source from the planet that could end up i don't know destabilizing it and having a world ending threat that isn't coming from an outsider, like coming and trying to destroy the world. So it could be an interesting uh, point to take of we're trying somebody trying to do something, maybe good harnessing energy or something like that, but it goes wrong and they need to, I don't know, work together to save the planet. Yeah. And he mentioned working with the, the same writer from the first film and that they've got a locked story. And I think he said should come out in two years or whatever is I think the exact quote <laughs> from him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think he's really privy to, details of the production schedule or anything like that but saying they've got a lux a lux story presumably that's that's not surprising but it's also what less than six months from the film being out and they've got a a lux story and now probably if they're if they're still sticking with that original release date they've got a couple years to work on the script almost uh before filming so it's not surprising they have a story you'd think with Juan doing so much work on the first Aquaman film he'd have an idea where future films would go and there's some seeds for that in the first film but it's good they have a lock story and now can work on the finer points. Yeah. And small thing, he said the beard is going to be back. He's clean shaven right now, but he's got plenty of time for that to grow back. Weird seeing him without the beard. Yeah. I'm very much used to seeing him with the beard. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think the beard is essential for an Aquaman film, but I guess he, that's kind of his look now. So I guess they probably should bring that back. Yeah. Uh, Jared Leto also talked about the Joker with Variety. Uh, they asked him if he wanted to play again. He said he would definitely play the Joker again. It all depends on the script and the circumstances, as it always does, which I think every actor could probably just record that snippet <laughs> and replace whatever character. That's yeah, that's definitely actor speak, uh, for sure. Uh, they asked him if he was going to be in Birds of Prey, uh, and he said, I don't think so. You'd have to ask them. So that that pretty much seems like, no, he's not going to be in it. Yeah. Um, he, he also added, well, we'll see after that so i don't know if that's just it doesn't sound like he's someone who knows the like we just said with momoa it sounds like he doesn't know the finer details of the production schedule he doesn't seem to be involved in birds of prey in any way i i think it would be cool to see him back in some manner even briefly i know it definitely wouldn't focus on him in the birds of prey movie but i think it would be smart to bring him back in some way and i would like to see more of his joker down the line i don't know this doesn't really give me encouragement for that yeah, and it sounds like he probably doesn't know when we'll see Joker, his Joker again down the line. Well, it's a tricky thing. Well, with Batman being focusing on a younger Batman, and if they do bring in Joker with a new Batman and maybe a new cast, are they going to have a different Joker? Or I, I would assume they would 
And so that kind of, unless that solo Joker movie, solo Jared Leto Joker movie, gosh, got to be a little more specific. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, unless that goes under production or the Harley Harley Joker film or something like that, it sounds like Jared Leto's Joker is tied to Harley Quinn. And that's kind of his only, maybe our only chance to see more of him anytime soon. Yeah. Kind of, kind of funny. They asked him if he had seen the trailer for the Walking Phoenix solo Joker film, and he just said no. But more superhero films is good because then they make more superhero films, basically. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't blame him. I, 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 he gave a nice answer there, but I wouldn't. I don't think I would watch it if I was him. Right. If I were him, uh, you know, you're an Oscar-winning actor, and the company brings in another Oscar-winning actor to play your same character in a different movie i don't i don't know that i would be able to watch it at the at the same time either so uh yeah not surprising there animated movie news a lego dc batman family managers animated movie has been announced that is a mouthful (laughs) lots of lots of words there lego dc batman family matters it looks like uh if you've never seen these direct to home video lego dc movies they're kind of fun more geared towards the younger audience this looks just looks like a fun batman family adventure there's Obviously, Nightwing, Robin, Batgirl alongside Batman and some villains. It looks like Red Hood, Two-Face, and Brother Eye will all be there. And there was a trailer released for that as well. Yeah, and it looks like a a fun premise, kind of trying to convince Two-Face that Bruce Wayne and Batman are different people by having people pretend to be Batman while Bruce Wayne is actually being Bruce Wayne. So it's a fun premise. I'm sure it'll have some fun goofs. Yeah, they 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 usually are pretty funny and and lighthearted adventures, and that will be available August sixth on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital. Other animation news: If you remember the DC Showcase animated shorts that they did back around 2010, 2011, it sounds like they will be doing more of those. So five new DC animated shorts have been announced and are in development to be released this year and next. They include Sergeant Rock, who will be voiced by Carl Urban and directed by Bruce Tim. It has Sergeant Rock battling Nazi zombies. Uh, the World War II veteran will taking out, be taking out Nazi zombies. That sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah, that sounds really cool. And these are these are cool. Some of the like best animated things have come out of this DC DC showcase. So it's exciting that they're kind of bringing that sort of format back together again. I think those are great. The ones they did in 2010, 2011, they did the Spectre, Jonah Hex, Green Arrow. My favorite was the Superman Shazam and the Return of Black Adam. They also did Catwoman. Uh, those five ones, they're shorter, around 10 to... 15 minutes the superman shazam one was longer about 25 and that ended up being the lead of a blu-ray they released but those are great ways to introduce these characters do the short shorts they they don't cost as much as a full animated feature or an animated series or live action anything so but they're a cool way to bring those characters out and show them showcase them if if you will and I, i think that would be great if dc universe did those as a regular feature just to have a short feature on all those different characters that they have. Uh, I know in the older form where they were released, started out being released as bonus features on the direct to home video movies. And so I don't know how big of a moneymaker they were, but maybe with something like DC Universe, they'd be a, a bigger incentive to, for people to subscribe. But other ones include Adam Strange, which will be set on an asteroid mining colony with flashbacks to his origin. There will be one on death from Sandman, the Phantom Stranger, and a long form one, which is being called Batman Death and the Family. And that's going to be the lead of a compilation that's going to release in 2020. So I think it's kind of how they release Superman, Shazam, The Return of Black Adam with other shorts. It sounds like that's what they're going to do here. Um, I don't know if these ones will be the Sergeant Rock, Adam Strange, if they'll be bonus features on upcoming animated movies or if they'll 
go to DC Universe or be for, for sale by themselves, but it looks like they're coming soon. Yeah, I I think most people probably aren't as excited about an Adam Strange solo animated short as I am. So I don't know if, you know, I would like go out and just buy that by itself on a DVD. But yeah, they'll probably either release it alongside another film or like you said, maybe just release it as a, a random short on the DC Universe streaming platform. Uh, Batman Death in the Family, I think there's been like they've definitely taken elements from that in a lot of different adaptations. But I don't I don't think they've ever done a direct adaptation as far as I know. Right. It's something more complete. Obviously, Under the Red Hood had a lot of elements from that. But yeah, it sounds like this will be a more direct adaptation. And there's lots of good talents behind these shorts. And like you said, these with digital now, you could release these for individually for two or three bucks for the people who are just interested in one now. So, um, But yeah, I think this is really cool that they're bringing them back. And I hope it's a, a regular thing going forward. Yeah, me too. On to TV. Batwoman has been officially ordered to series by the CW. Not really surprising. But good news if you are a fan of Batwoman. They released a really short teaser with a what I would describe as a comically large cape uh, for Batwoman there flapping around. Not much to it, but we get a little look at another new look at Ruby Rose. Yeah, it's cool. You know, it has the red underside and then we see her like shockingly red hair. It's it's a cool look. I Obviously, her cape's going to be smaller like in the actual show, hopefully. <laughs> that has uh, to be CG. Yeah. Like, it can't be very practical when you're when you're fighting in an alley or whatever yeah and i'll i'll be completely honest i thought this show had already been ordered to series i just thought it was a done deal like <laughs> i just assumed it had already been so this is this is cool actual confirmation of what i had just been assuming in my brain wrongly <laughs> it's always <laughs> confusing to follow these because there's they order a pilot right and they order to film the, the pilot and then they have to pick it up the series and everybody does it differently yeah it was, it was assumed that it would be picked up for a long time but it hadn't officially been done until just now um, yeah, we don't know when it's coming out, but it's coming soon. I still think it would be smart to wait until Crisis on Infinite Earths and just give Batwoman a fresh start after that. I think that would be the best way to do it, especially with Arrow ending. And you can kind of replace Arrow with the broad genre of Batman, copycats, gritty right. crime dramas, <laughs> that type of thing um, that would CW would then have a hole for. I think that would make a lot of sense and also give the character a fresh start and not have to worry, have a few episodes, have and then go into crisis right away yeah that makes total sense elsewhere hbo has released a teaser for watchmen our first really extended footage for this upcoming series uh i could say some stuff but i'm much more interested in what you have to say zach <laughs> yeah i i still have no idea what's going on for the whole the entire time i was watching this but i i think i loved every single part of it because it is i whenever i talk about watchmen i talk a lot about like the just the feel of Watchmen or like the style of Watchmen and it's kind of hard to to sum up but this definitely has the the feel of Watchmen it gives me that same kind of not really knowing what's going on but liking it kind of feeling that I get when I read Watchmen for the first time so it, it definitely is following in those footsteps uh, but we get to see a lot of cool stuff the the group of people in Rorschach masks so they he has like kind of become a, a hero maybe to this group it seems like those are the bad guys maybe but who knows and it kind of like it has a little bit of like ku klux klan like white uh white uh white supremacy group kind of like feeling to it and then but we also see the police you know like in watchmen police were going after all of the the hooded vigilantes the people in masks and now they're the ones wearing the masks so that's kind of like an interesting twist the weird part was they were showing the people like this very very serious shot of all the police sitting 
in the precinct with their yellow masks on and there's a guy in a panda mask in the background and i missed <laughs> that the first few times but then i saw that uh and then of course we get the the clock and the tiktok obviously uh tying back to that doomsday clock that was that featured heaven heavily in the original watchmen and we get to see it start back up at, at five minutes till midnight again and then my probably favorite part the coolest looking part is actually getting to see jeremy irons just for a short bit as ozymandias what did you what did you think about his look there that's that's the thing probably probably my favorite thing i saw in this i like jeremy irons i think he can make a great ozymandias so again we don't know where with the watchman book being canon to this show we don't know what the last 30 years or so have been like for him but uh that's one of the more interesting things that i'm looking forward to finding out yeah for sure uh, we also got a pretty good look at Looking Glass, which is going to be Tim Blake Nelson's character. That's the one with the silver mask. And I think this is the one of the more intriguing parts, too. I think this is like the new updated version of Rorschach, whereas he's hiding his emotions and like showing them through abstract forms. This guy is kind of reflecting your emotions and then also manipulating the, the visions that you're seeing behind you and that stuff. So still don't know really a whole lot about his character or what he's going to be doing, but it, it definitely got me intrigued to see all that. And then we also get a, a short look at the pirate flag, which it's, it has to be Tales of the Black Freighter. And I've seen people talk about how maybe instead of having like the comic within a comic, they'll have a TV show within a TV show. And I think that would be that would be a pretty cool way to do it. Mm. Probably not Tales of the Black Freighter. It'll probably be something different, but that was at least a nice nod to that. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's other than that, we still don't really know a lot that's going on. We know it's going <laughs> to debut this fall, whenever that is, but... I, I gotta say, I am really, really excited for this. Everything I've seen looks really cool. All of the interviews with actors talking about, you know, the the work that Damon Lindelof is, has put into this, it just, it's got me really hyped. Yeah, I think, I, I don't have as many thoughts as you, but I thought it looked really good. I'm also fascinated by the group of people in a, in the Rorschach masks. I wonder if they, like you said, if he's a hero to them or if this is sort of an outskirts group and they've taken some things from him and maybe twisted them and, and turned them the wrong way, if they're turned out being villains or... If they, you know, just follow him and do follow his way and do their own brand of vigilante justice or what they think that is. I, I don't know. But yeah, lots of cool things going on. I don't have many thoughts on the new characters you know, with them being original characters. I don't know anything about them yet. So I don't I can't really say much about them, especially from just brief footage. But it looks good. And I can see why uh, why you are so excited. Yeah, and I, I've got to say, if I if I'm spending this much time talking about like sixty seconds of footage in a, a teaser, it'd probably be hard to actually do like a whole episode review at this level. But that would be fun to do. Oh yeah. Next up, we also got a new teaser for Swamp Thing, uh, but this time focusing on Abby Arcane. This is just a really short, like thirty seconds, um, and it has the line: "Sometimes the man of your dreams turns out to be your uh, it turns out to be a monster." And we see her lying in the swamp with Swamp Thing. Uh, it was kind of a cool reveal to see her just laying there and then you don't actually see his face till the end when he opens his eyes. So I, I thought this was pretty neat. Yeah. And it reminds me of James Wan. I think he once said, called this a Gothic romance is part of, part of what this will be. And we really get to see this there. Um, I think it, it looks cool. Again, we see more of the mood and atmosphere of, of this and we do get that close up of Swamp Thing's face. I think he looks really cool. Minor worry is if that's all practical, how, how well are we, are they going to be able to show, facial emotions of swamp thing if i if i had one complaint about the the actual look of swamp thing but i do think in still images it looks really cool yeah and this has they've been throwing kind of a lot of different teasers around for swamp thing without 
a lot of them seem to be more on the lines of like, hey, look at how cool this is or look at the, the gloomy atmosphere, which is perfectly fine. I'm oh, just yeah. I'm just like I'm still wondering exactly how the story is going to work, but I it doesn't bother me. I'm going to figure that out when I watch it. Right. I, I will say I'm I do like the the marketing so far. I know I didn't love the trailer, but I still thought it was a good trailer and a lot different approach compared to Doom Patrol where we really didn't see the first footage until the week out from release and now we're we're only a couple weeks away now but we're still getting we're getting more and more footage and and looks and they've done some cool posters and things like that so a lot more aggressive marketing i would say for swamp thing than than the previous dc universe shows yeah on to krypton sci-fi has released a few featurettes for season two of krypton on the villains brainiac zod and lobo these are one minute plus videos that have combination of footage from the upcoming season as well as the actors and and crew talking about those characters yeah the the lobo one and the brainiac one really stuck out to me those are both really cool the zod one it was cool it's okay but the just the stuff especially in the lobo one like when his hand gets cut off that is really cool and funny and like very very much the lobo character so i'm i'm so excited to see that and then like getting to see brainiac kind of shapeshift between uh, different people to mess with Seg. That was pretty cool as well. Yeah, I really like the Brainiac and Zod stuff. You know, more developing their characters further based on what we saw in Season 1 and Lobo. It looks like they've got the characterization of Lobo right. Uh, he's very, very confident and assured of himself and a kind of likable character that you would also not like in okay. real life. So if you met him in real life, he would not be likable at all, but a, a fun, entertaining character to watch. Yeah, and it's it's cool to like see the behind the scenes and have like an interview with the actor, but he's still in character and still in full makeup <laughs> and everything. Yeah, <laughs> the red eyes, creepily creepily looking at you. Yeah, so yeah, pretty excited for second season of Krypton to come out. Yes, me as well. And last up, a little bit of DC Universe news: they will begin making some content available to stream in 4K. I think this is a really cool thing, really cool idea. So the original series Titans. Young Justice Outsiders, Doom Patrol, and the upcoming Swamp Thing will all be available in 4K to subscribers. And they're also making recent animated films. Looks like last year and and this year, and presumably upcoming releases, will be available in 4K. Yeah, and that's exciting. Yeah, it's nice to see it in the best quality that they have available. Yep. All right, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon.